Hi, my name is Hananya. Hello there, my name is Shemaine. And my name is Leslie. We're three international friends on a mission to write and publish our first novels. We are the three writing amigas. Um, we're just talking about the sanctity of books. Like, yeah, I can't oh. throw one away. So I give it away or there's this great, um, actually this really great used bookstore in town um, and they're fabulous. And you can get books from like a dollar to $5. I think like that's the most expensive. And a lot of them are even new because oh, they're nice. people who buy books immediately and then read them and then don't know what to do with it. So, you know. Well, I, wa- I watched a, a really not very good film the other day, but what was good is that the main character was walking down the road <clears throat> and then there was this little shaped house on a on a stilt and there was used books in there. And she went in and put her used book in there and took another one out. And it was just, it was in, and I was just like, oh my God, that's so brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Like we have one about four or five blocks away and it's just, I don't know who puts them up. And they're there and there are books inside. And that's what it's kind of for. You're supposed to go there, see if you like a book and then trade it with another book. And it's just kind of like a neighborhood thing. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. I haven't looked in there, but you know, I used to have, oh my God, books. Like, oh my God. We called, when we moved out here, we said, okay, look, we cannot pack and ship all these books. So we really, really went through and culled through and got it down to the books, the art books you're never going to get rid of, the reference books, the this and that, whatever. And so we only <laughs> moved out here with 23 boxes of books. Only. <laughs> <laughs> that is horrendous. Isn't that crazy? And, you know, and I think about that and I think about how many books we have on our Kindle. Right? Yeah. I mean, we hardly buy physical books anymore. And yet we had 23 boxes to ship out here. Oh, this is a crazy town. What do you, it's hard to, I don't know. Like uh, you, I would live in a book if I could live in a book. I have the same. I have so many like Dutch books up here, like on top of oh, my yeah. cabinet. And yeah. I don't, I'm not going to read them, but I have them. But you have them. Yeah. And like There's my some- grandma keeps giving me more books that she's read so that I can read them. And I'm like, I'm, I'm probably not going to read them, but I'll put them on my bookshelf. <laughs> Yeah. Are you not going to read them because they're in Dutch? Yeah. And they're harder. Totally. Mm-hmm. I just find it, and I'm sorry, it, this is not That's fair, fine. and I hope I'm not rude. I just find it so fascinating. It is. It I, is fascinating. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's so, because our minds, our brains are just, you know, we just don't know much about it. So to be mm-hmm. dyslexic in one language, your native language, yeah. but to have less issues in a foreign language, when I know friends who are not dyslexic and what mm-hmm. it went through, what it was like for them to have to learn English, especially because English, English is really hard. Shamim and I are super lucky we didn't have to learn it because mm-hmm. it's a hard Dutch is language. harder, trust me. Is it? Mm-hmm. How so? I have a lot of like English friends or English speaking friends that are trying to learn Dutch. And they're like, there are so many random words that you guys throw in your sentences that don't make sense. Like there's no rules to it. We just kind of do it. And it's just like an extra word here and there that makes the sentence like make sense for us, but it doesn't make sense for foreigners at all. They're like, why do you put this word in? We're like, it's just, it's just there. And we don't really have like a clear distinction between male and female words. Like we have, 
basically you have the as like mm-hmm. the table yeah um and everything is the and we have yeah. two like we have but different ones both, but they're both neutral like you like in french it would be a feminine and female le and la right yeah here it's so, just gut it's gut feeling Feeling. Yeah, you, like you, we know because we've yeah. been raised that way. Right. But for right. foreigners, it's difficult to kind of decide. But like, when is it this and when is it that? So, yeah, it's, it's just a difficult. You, you you kind of don't have male and female in English. It's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mostly we do not. Sometimes, but it doesn't come in the article, right? So there's no le and la. It would be like mm-hmm. actor, actress, which yeah. we don't say actress anymore so much. We just say actor, but. But so it's in the noun in the article, which is sort of funny. But like the British, who in my mind don't speak English very well. (laughs) (laughs) You bloody invented it and you bastardized it. I said that on purpose and it worked. Uh, (laughs) um, No, but you say, I'm going to go hospital. Like you don't use the article, the. You have to go to the hospital. Like I I'm gonna go to a hospital. Yeah, yeah I mean, go it works both ways. You think so? It's yeah, just, it's yeah. it's both. It's it's or both. he's in hospital. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. You don't yeah. you drop it. It's I find that. But odd. I, but I think how you speak in English is not how you write. Yeah. No. Well, no, but that's also because, and first of all, I speak American English, mm-hmm. right? And you speak mm-hmm. British English, and. Hananya speaks American second language English. Yeah. Well, we already know that we think that you're actually American. <laughs> I know. <and> you're, <laughs> you're tricking us. Um, but the style in which you write depends on, you know, the book you want to write, right? So like my book, I don't speak like this at all, but somehow, and I think it was because of a couple books that are, I mean, I don't know this, but the couple of books that I read that I just really liked the style of them. I liked the feeling they gave me. And so I um, wanted to not copy it because they're very different. And I actually can read you a passage, but um, but I just, like I said, I, I really like the style of it. Um, and so that was something that I wanted to somehow infuse into the story because I thought mm-hmm. it would help. Plus, for me, my story, which takes place during the Great Depression in the United States, the early 1930s, I'm thinking 31, 32, uh, in a rural town, it was appropriate, right? You don't want to have them speaking, like, you know, using idioms from today. That mm-hmm. wouldn't yeah. be appropriate, right? So you have to really think about that, you know. Um, do you want me to show, read you an example? Because yeah, I was just sure. looking again. So one of the... Your, two books that uh, really kind of influenced me in terms of um, I, uh, the style uh, that I wanted to kind of infuse into the book as, you know, as I take it into actually the world mm-hmm. of the 1930s. And one of them, and they're both, it's funny, I think they're both, I'm not sure if that one's middle grade. This one is, I mean, this, this one's definitely middle grade. That's the book. It's called Three Times Lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, it's by Sheila Turnage. Um, and it's it's a trilogy, but I just really um, related to this whole sixth grader. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like for instance, the first part. So let's see. Um, start with I guess attitude. So like how she kind of um, gets to sort of the attitude of her character, 
right? How she kind of um, writes that. So I'll just read you this little bit. Then I have a little bit from my book and you tell me if you think that it feels, you know, kind of that way. Um, so she says, um, okay, wait, I gotta find it. Okay, so this is about a little girl um, who uh, lives with, she was uh, abandoned and she lives with two adults that are not her parents, obviously she was abandoned and, and they run this little cafe. Um, and so she said, and Miss Lana is kind of like her mother figure. Um, so Miss Lana says, the good thing about living in a small town is everybody knows your business and they pitch in. The Colonel, who's kind of like her father, says the bad thing about living in a small town is everybody knows your business and they pitch in, cuts both ways. Yes, ma'am, I said, Anna Celeste's party is Saturday, but I don't need a ride. No, ma'am, it's because Anna Celeste is my sworn enemy for life and I'd rather go face down in a plate of raw chicken entrails than go to her party. Plus, I'm not invited. Yes, ma'am, I'll tell the Colonel you called, goodbye. <laughs> and I just love like, it says so much about the character and her attitude, um, you know, and she like uses a metaphor and it's just, it's, and it's kind of folksy. Um, and so this is something that I chose, if I can get it up here, um, that I feel is, it, I hope I've kind of figured, it, I hope I've created that same kind of feeling is I guess what mm -hmm. I'm trying to get. Okay, so this is my thing, it's a little longer, sorry. Um, so my main character and her younger sister are walking home from school after getting kicked out. Um, that day, I spotted Mr. Coolridge sitting in his usual spot out front of the market by the, by the fan he hooked up with two extension cords. He was leaning back in his chair with his feet propped up on the soda cooler. I could see the holes in the bottoms of his shoes as we got closer. His hat was pulled down over his eyes, but I could feel him watching us. Where are y'all going, Mr. Coolridge said, smooth and slow like a sloth with a southern drawl. He was from Mississippi, came up our way to find work years ago. He'd found Mrs. Coolridge instead. We're going home, Doc. Uh, we're going home. Doc don't feel so good, Mr. C. Looks more like y'all been fighting again to me. Mr. Coolridge sat up in his chair and pushed his hat back, looking at us through bloodshot eyes. He leaned forward, inspecting us. He took his time, looking me in the eye. Uh-huh. Y'all been fighting, all right. Your mama won't take to that lion, Missy Ma'am. No, she won't. He stared at us long and hard. I finally dropped my head to make him stop. I'm sorry, Mr. C. Really, I am, I said, with my fingers firmly crossed behind my back. I wasn't sorry one bit that I had beaten up Mabel May for picking on Dot or for lying about it, neither. I like that. Nice. Yeah. So, I, I, you know, I feel that I, mm -hmm. I, I hope you know, that I've achieved that same kind of light, right? You feel the atmosphere, you feel the uh, characters and, you know, she's, you feel, you get her attitude. Like she lies to this guy. She's like, yeah, I'll just say whatever I have to say to like, let you, let me pass, mm -hmm. right? So yeah. that's one of the things that I'm hoping that um, I can weave through this book to give you a sense of the time um, the kind of words he uses, you know, Missy Ma'am, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, um, I love all that. Yeah. It's authentic, it's the, isn't it? It's really authentic. Yeah. I, it's, you know, and it's, you know, like I said before, it's not the story of my family, but I think that some of like, like that term, Missy Ma'am, that's something my grandmother used to say, right? Yeah. 
So that came back to me at that, like, that's the kind of thing that you would say to a precocious little kid, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, I got your number, you know, yeah. <laughs> I would say today, right? For the, back then. So it's, it's, it's that kind of stuff. The other thing I really like about um, this book and this, and I feel and hope that, you know, I'm again, going to uh, be able to emulate <clears throat> in some way is how conversational it feels like it, the the conversation comes more easily to me in writing than description does. Same, right? same, same, same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's interesting. And yeah. I also I like books that have more dialogue than just description. I don't know if you feel the same way. I get bored no. if if you know people are talking about the walls and the details and the blah 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 I can feel myself starting to switch off I'm just yeah. like on I want to move forward and I think dialogue is really good for moving the story forward yeah I I sometimes I'm like just like okay what's the point of describing every single brick in this wall like yeah. just get past it I don't need to know exactly where the stain was just say there was a stain on the wall don't be like there was a stain on the fourth stone from yeah. the left but like the fifth <laughs> stone from the from the bottom and it's like I'm like I don't need to know that just tell me there was a stain yeah. period move on yeah. and yeah. only describe those things that are, are really necessary important. are necessary thank you not everything right yeah so this is like- what we learn in film school as well if you show something on screen it has to be like relevant Yes. So if you see something, you always know that it will come back at the end somewhere. Otherwise, why show it? Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know, and it's just like, and you know, film experience, you know, it's like my TV experience is so good for novel writing for that reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so it drives me insane. So there's, I mean, there's description (laughs) in my book, don't get me wrong, but it's like, I don't, there are passages Mm -hmm. and passages of that. Shamim, what is your, how is your voice? Your... (laughs) You I'm laughing did. because I was like sitting there thinking, I hope Ananya's next. <laughs> I mean, this is this is our conversation we never want, but you know. Yeah. I'm just saying. So well, my my book that I'm writing, this style, it's more it's more about similar to yours in having um an authentic voice. So my protagonist is Welsh from from Wales. Uh, a very you know so there's the tone um what I, what, what do I want to say I've shown two people one chapter and uh-huh. when they read it they say they can hear my voice so I think okay. that is a kind of a good thing because I wanted to have a really Welsh tone yeah <laughs> um there's a lot of dark subject matter but I also like stories that are told um, almost matter of fact um, and a little bit dark and funny as well mm-hmm. because this because the subject is so is so um, dark so I pulled out my favorite book which is The Martian oh I okay. know I saw the movie <laughs> well but can I ask you a question before you go on or yeah. maybe it'll become clear when you read this what do you mean by a Welsh tone like what does that mean to you, know, you? so so everybody in my story is Welsh mm-hmm. um so I'm writing it in a Welsh accent, if that makes sense. So I've got a glossary at the front because lots of Welshisms. Oh. Nobody's gonna. So, well, a lot of people are gonna be wondering, oh my god, what does that mean? Right. But there's lots of slang, um, lots of you know, not proper English. Let's say it's a very yeah. working class okay. story. The people are working class. The community is working class. Okay. Um, there's quite a lot of profanity, lot of swearing. Mm-hmm. 
because I swear a lot. Do you? So you clean up your language for us so we can understand you? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, I can, I can, turn, it, I can turn it off. But I think, I think it's a hangover. I, well, I, I'm going to know. That's just a blatant lie. I swore before I joined the army. The army just... The army just sort of uh, magnified it. So, <laughs> so yeah, it made my vocabulary really bad. But Did uh, it really? Yeah, and you and then you'll tell when I read you. Just to, I just read you the first couple of sentences of this book, which is kind of what my book's like. Um, yeah, so I love this book. You said you you watched it at the cinema, so I read yeah. the book. Usual, read the book, went to the cinema, and I was just like, oh my god. The film is just so nowhere near as good as the book. Oh, I got to read the book then. Because I love, yes. the, I love yes. the film not having read the book. So Yeah, so I was disappointed. I can't remember who I went with. They loved it because they didn't read a book. So sometimes now I've go, I'm going as far as if I think I'm going to like it and the fil- I know there's a film coming out, I won't read the book because it'll spoil the film. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, because when you adapt, I mean, that's part of it's. It's very difficult. It when is. you, you know, when you read, you know, of course, when you write a book, you got all this internal stuff and you can write it as long as you want in the way. I mean, there are some parameters, but you get to put in all this detail and stuff in a film, whether it's television or a movie, the information has to be stripped down because it goes by you like this. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can't, you've got it. Your audience has to be able to follow along. So if you're going and then going in someone's head, it's like you just, you, your audience can't follow. So it's very difficult to adapt yeah. a book and have the people who read the book be happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I completely yeah. agree, but I don't think I've ever watched a film where I thought the film is better than the book. Oh, actually, I lie. I lie. The Green Mile came really close. Oh, you know, I see that I read the book, did not see the film. Oh. I've only seen the film. I've not read the book. So I've done both. And I love the book. I, re- I remember the watching book. the book. Yeah, I remember watching the book and the film hit me emotionally, just like the book did. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So that uh, it's a really long film though. So I think that helps because it told you tried to get it all in. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Anyway, I like complex stories. I like really vocal, loud, strong protagonists. So yeah. I'll just read I'll just read a few sentences of this, um, The Martian by Andy Weir. And you can tell it's really old and you can see it's yellowy now. Mm. I think I've lent it to a few people, but I've asked them to give it back to me. Oh, I love books like that, the ones you don't want to let go of. No, <laughs> no. So log entry, Sol 6. I'm pretty much fucked. <laughs> That's my considered opinion, fucked. Six days into what should have been the greatest two months of my life, and it's turned into a nightmare. Um, what I was going to say, it, that goes right to his character immediately mm-hmm. by saying, I'm fucked. Yeah. Even that, right? Because it tells you he swears, it tell, he's like to the point, yeah. and he's in danger. Like, yeah. Where is that? Is that like the beginning of the book? Where does, yeah, where does that's, that... the fir- that's the first three sentences. Oh my God. I love that. Yeah. Well, we're going to do first pages on another. This sets like the tone for the book. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Wow. And he thinks he's going to die because he says something about. So. Wow. That's really impactful. I know. And in the book, there's a ton of 
I want to say scientific detail. Now, I'm not a big science buff, not into physics, chemistry, but I love sci-fi and I love time travel and all that kind of thing. But they, he, the writer, Andy Weir, makes a complicated subject accessible even to people like me. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love as well about the fact that it's, you know, it's set on Mars. It's all, you know, all about how he's trying to survive lots of, you know, new words to, to read. But it's just told in such a way that just makes it super engaging. And I read it really quickly. I love reading a book where I know I got to get up early in the morning, but I stay up later than I should because I just mm-hmm. want to carry on reading. That's when I know it's a good story. Yeah. Or yeah. when you're like out for the day, but you're like, I yeah. can't wait to get back to that book. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I get annoyed like a friend or, or my sister will call me and I'm like, oh, no, I, I just want to read. I'm you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on Mars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Agreed. so how do you think that's relating to the book that you're writing your story um so a lot of the dialogue I think in so I my books in third person not first person I did the opposite of you I switched from first to third um and a lot of the dialogue is very um you know nobody is sugarcoating anything it's it's very in your face dialogue I guess where no one is softening you know, you know, you know that phrase where you have to kind of like soften your words to get your message across, make sure it lands. So mine is kind of unapologetically unfiltered, let's say, mm-hmm. in terms of who the cat the character I, I think isn't particularly it's not soft, warm, and cuddly. She's more like quite hard exterior, but soft on the inside, but betrays, you know, a lot of um can be classified as angry aggressive but really it's just a facade um and she uses language or banned language um you know and lots of like uh, aggressive rebuttals to project you know attention away from herself from the shitty situation she's in really yeah. so yeah. Think, things like that Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, and that's appropriate to, and I'm asking as a, yeah. to like that time period and people from in the book. Yeah. Of, so similar yeah. to similar to your story, mindset in the eighties. And I know we've spoken about this. So there's a lot of um, like phrases, the idiot, the, oh, what's the word? Id- idioms. idioms. That's it. Idioms. I'm making sure that I'm not introducing, you know, uh, phrases sayings words that just weren't used in the like in the late night yeah, modern language yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know yeah. there's no internet there's no mobile phones you know if you wanted to yeah. contact somebody you phoned their house nine out of ten times there was not even an answer phone it just rang um right. you didn't know anyone called you didn't know that there was no such thing as a missed call you know things like that Right, right. Using the phone box to put money in, reversing the charges because you haven't got enough money to pay for the phone call, things like that. Just making sure that it's staying like authentically true to the time. So a lot of it as well is about um, permed hair, big hair, back combed and hair sprayed. Um, So it's quite flamboyant. I, I, well, it's weirdly flamboyant, but in a in a working class environment where nobody had much money. So yeah, so that's interesting. That's what makes it interesting and, and authentic and allows the reader to go into another world, right? It's those little details being careful about that. Yeah, know, that does the trick, right? Yeah, yeah, most of the story centers around the kitchen, which is the hub 
you know, the, the mother home, and, yeah. yeah, the mother is the matriarch. Everyone comes in for advice or to share their problems. So there's lots of eating and smoking because everyone smoked as well in, in the late 1980s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and lots of weird stuff like, you know, no one's really religious, but they, you know, make cakes for Father Joseph for the fate and stuff like that. But it's, mm-hmm. yeah, so it's, it is like kind of a Welsh working, working town, working class kind of culture set in, uh, you know, it's quite political as well because of the time. It was just after the miners' strike. Margaret Thatcher came into power. Everyone hates Margaret Thatcher, that kind of thing. So. Does that play in a role in the story? Yeah, the strike does. Margaret Thatcher does. Um, because a lot of my story focuses on the women and and from yeah and the protagonist mother was uh didn't go with the didn't follow the gang let's say in striking because she couldn't because she couldn't afford to because she had three kids that she had to bring up so she needed money um and all her friends had you know mothers and fathers to help bring the money in so so yeah I can't wait till you start reading us some. Yes, I haven't got really any direct comparisons, but uh, but yeah, okay. yeah. No, but, but yeah. I see that I see based on what you said how yeah. the Martian influenced or is the kind of uh, style that you want to your book to convey. That no, yeah. it makes perfect sense. Yeah, you know. Um, I just one one quick question before Hananya gets to tell us hers. Was, is the book funny like the movie was? To me, I found The Martian kind of hilarious. Yes, the book, the book is funnier because <sighs> okay, I think I it's, to read it. <laughs> I think it's more, I think I love dry sarcasm, and, but you know, he, as you see in the film, he gets into some pretty hairy circumstances, Yeah. but the layers that he, is added in by by Andy Weir's writing is just off the charts. It's just phenomenal. I remember I was so obsessed with it when it was first published. Um, I don't know if you know the story, but how, I don't know if this is true, but anyway, he started promoting his book by, he published a chapter um, online when it wasn't, you know, when all of this wasn't a thing back then. I was just trying to see if it was a year on these. Yeah, the publisher page. Yeah, I don't know, can't see. But anyway, um, it got a lot of uh, attention from it to to his to his website. Um, and I think he pro- published something else on his website as well. So I think he was one of the first to do things like that. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm. Okay, huh? It's not there anymore because obviously he's loaded now and he's got yeah, an right. and he's got a publisher. Yeah. So yeah, right. that's taken out. I probably remember reading it back in the day. So oh, interesting. That's quite yeah. Nice. You should read the book. Mm. So Hananya. Hi. <laughs> Hananya is the only one of us doing fancy. It's funny that the two of us are kind of really in this real world and then um, Hananya is not. I love it. Yeah. I um, mean, more or less. <laughs> well, because look, last time when we were talking, um, you made this comment and I thought that was really interesting that it's, what did, wait, what did you say? You said it was a different timeline. Yeah, just alternate universe. Yeah, alternate universe. I love that. <laughs> just the thought of that. It's cool. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Sorry. What is that? Um, is this it- is the only um, one that I have in a different time period, like the the novel I'm writing. Oh, really? All so my other ones here? are basically contemporary. Really? Oh, I don't know if I, I don't think I registered that. 
I thought yeah. you were... somehow I felt somehow I yeah I, I thought it was the opposite I thought a lot of it was you know historical yeah I don't not know really why. well that makes more sense also why you're um struggling because you know it's it, first of all look even when someone's done a lot of research and stuff mm. it's not necessarily it's difficult easy. Yeah, exactly. And time consuming and mm-hmm. you go down the rabbit holes and you know, all that stuff. Yeah. You know, but started. I do feel like a lot better about it. Oh, good. So good I'm okay with it. But I do have some examples if you guys want like, yeah, me to read absolutely. stuff. But no, I just wanted to ask you, a, sorry, I just wanted to ask you a question on your novel. Yeah. Because it's set, you know, in another universe, hundreds of years in the past. Mm-hmm. Does that mean you have to write a lot of description when you're writing that kind of genre or or does the same philosophy apply where the reader can use their imagination about the world and you're providing, you know, very layered yeah. dialogue? To I think it's a combination. So I feel like I'm not great at description. So that's com- something that I kind of am paying attention to when I'm reading and like how people describe things. So I can start applying that to my own stories um, a little bit better. And that is also the examples that I have a little bit, but um, I feel like I don't do it enough. Like my description isn't there as much. Like I very much. So as you guys also said, dialogue comes very easily to me. So I can write a full chapter, just dialogue and then be like, right. I should probably add some description (laughs) somewhere of like, oh yeah. Okay. They walked or like they were in this room or something. Like I have to add something. It can't just be dialogue all the way um so that's usually what I add later like I'll do all the dialogue first if I'm like in the flow of a conversation I do that first and then I'll go back and like try and add like little things of like how they breathe it or the way they move their hands or like stuff like that um so I'm kind of more focusing I guess on like body language so um yeah read your examples I'm excited um well, I've like this is one of the books that I've read recently, which is the Book of Dust by Philip Pullman. Um, and this is book one of the series. But um, this is basically a book that I've just read, so that's why I kind of grabbed it because I really like the description part um, that he did. I have like I have two things like highlighted, but I can't find the other one. But I'll grab this one. I just kind of randomly turned to a page and then thought this this will probably work. Um, so this was kind of like description wise, what I hope I will achieve at some point. Yeah. Okay. Now let me try and not freak out with my dyslexia. <laughs> okay. You're fine. You're amongst friends. I know. The weather was fair and cold. The sky was clear day and night. There was no prospect of rain further out in the Atlantic. than um, okay, hold on further out in the Atlantic than they could perceive there might have been all sorts of bad weather there might have been the mother of all depressions and it might have been heating uh, heading towards britain to bring about just a sort of inundation in in i don't even know how to pronounce that word um that corn had predicted to malcolm but there were no instruments that could see it except perhaps an alethiometer so that's kind of like description wise what I enjoy kind of like the I don't know the flow of it or like yeah I was gonna say it's kind of lyrical yeah and that's kind of what I like and I feel like that's what I want to include in my story at some point 
So that's a little bit of an example of the book. That description kind of helps you create the atmosphere, doesn't it? Of the it yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I, I did them to the language, and there's a you know right. right. You yeah, feel it and it's it's um you know the length of certain words, but also word choice, obviously. But getting it to where you hear that music in your own ear, you know, I think you have to you try different things. I thought that was a lovely passage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have like this is apparently something that I've rewritten because it's it's in a different color. I don't remember this. This is kind of also the person I am. I don't remember writing my own things all the time. So, um, right, so you can much. read with fresh eyes. Yeah. it's because you. I forget that, everything. It's your That's superpower ability to. Yeah, like a machine. But this is also like why I can rewatch movies because I'll just forget. And you can tell me a spoiler, and I'll forget it by the time I watch or read something. Like really, there's yeah. value in that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna just gonna read this. I have no idea where this is going. Okay. Um, there were noises coming from below, causing me to glance over the edge into the spacious main hall. The torchlight didn't quite illuminate all of it, but enough to show me what had caused the disturbance of the otherwise peaceful room. Oh, I like that. So that is something that I've edited. Yeah. So like before I didn't have this at all, but this is kind of what I've added now, probably a couple months back. But But it has a bit of that lyricism to it, you know? Yeah. It's a shorter description. So, you know, Yeah. but it has in that short description, it has that kind of lyricism. I think you are going in the direction that you want to go, that what you like. Yeah, I can hear it. So that's I kind liked of. It. I liked it, and that and that's from the no, the novel. That's a novel, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can also try and read something from my short story if you guys want to. Let me see yes. if I can grab that one. Yes. Let me try and find a good one. Um, I feel like this is more like less description. This is very much a, like it just keeps on going. Okay, here we go. As the kitchen comes into view, I see the damage. The asshole is lying face down on the kitchen floor, a pool of blood slowly expanding as it continues to ooze out of him. That's a lot of blood. The urge to close my eyes and look away takes hold of me. I take a deep breath to steady myself. I like that. I love the, the, you have a rhythm. You have a rhythm to your writing, which is really, I don't want to say it's, it's, it feels pleasant, Mm -hmm. but it feels, I just, I feel the, you know, yeah, that. I yeah. love that. So. Asshole before. <laughs> yeah. I know. I like great. it. I what, as soon as Shamim was like, I like the kind of file, like yeah. file, like yeah. I was like, she's gonna love my short story. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I don't. I don't like. Oh, I just read this awful book where the two characters I thought were so weak and pathetic. Oh. I read the whole story because it tied into some content I wanted for my book. Right. Oh my God, I cannot get that time back. Right. Oh, yeah. oh, I hate that. Yeah. I can't, especially women. I cannot handle no. a weak mm. female protagonist. Like, not me. Not yeah. me. I just want to no. somehow grab hold of her, give her a good shake. and. Right? See- stop letting us down mm-hmm. you know what yeah. we've had to get th- go through to get here today yes exactly <laughs> i feel I like know. you guys are going to be so disappointed by the ending of my novel oh, no no. Nah. no no because it's different because in that era that you're writing i fully understand you know the way it was a very patriarchal system run by you know men it's not that different really 
Um, <laughs> Unfortunately. Like, yeah, but the consequences were grave back in the day, mm-hmm. you know, hundreds of years back in the day versus what they are today. Yeah. Half the reason that I'm so, I'm a gobshite is because the con- I don't have the consequences that my grandmother did, as an example. So I'm- A gobshite? Yeah, see, that's- <laughs> <laughs> I was not going to let that go. What the heck does that mean? Oh, <laughs> Give me your free, please. <laughs> like, um, you know, vocal and unapologetically unfiltered. I God. love it. But I, I say that. I am filtered. I can tell you that. I am. Of course. Of course. You know, you yeah, have to you know like in your business life. Yeah. But, you know, this is, I, of course, we don't know anything about your novel. I mean, we don't know about your novel and how it ends. And we do know it's about a princess who doesn't want to be married off. And maybe... It turns out that happens. But victory comes in many different yes. ways. Yes. So mm-hmm. I know, and you know, that back in back in the day that hundreds of years ago, but also even today, but certainly back in my time period, we, you know, women were so much not in control of their own lives. But that didn't mean they didn't have victories. And yes. they didn't manipulate things and figure out power plays and things like that you know, behind the scenes while they, I'll tell you this, this is very funny. So when I got married to my current husband, um, it was the night before, you know, all the girlfriends take you out and blah, blah, blah. And so we're sitting around, we're all having drinks. And um, uh, some, I don't remember who said it, but said, okay, everybody give Leslie one, um, like a piece of advice. And it's, you know, I was an adult and this was my second marriage. They knew that, but we're just having fun. The one piece of advice that stuck with me, because I don't remember what anybody else said, okay? But this one friend of mine says, her name's Claudia. She says, when you're, you know, you and your husband and you're, you're talking and then there's something, you know, whatever that needs to happen or, or whatever, just say yes and then do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> That's what she told me. Yeah. I still remember that. I love that. <laughs> but, but there was a lot of that, right? That's yeah. what would have to happen because mm-hmm. as a woman, you needed to survive, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't mean that it's, you know, a failure. So yeah. we say, I'm saying this knowing, no, having no idea how your story ends. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil it either. <laughs> yeah, don't, spo- don't spoil it. It was just based on your saying we would, after we were like, oh, we are women, you were saying we were going to be just. Yeah, but can I, I just want to add though, that I don't like a very neat, tied up ending either i love yeah. i love a messy ending uh i was watching a program with my husband the other day and the ending like it was almost like they didn't show you the ending and my husband was like well that's crap and i said no no because in my head i know what happened and right. i said and i said i think that's really smart and clever they're letting us mm-hmm. you know yeah whatever the ending is is up is up to us and i i quite liked yeah. it and I also like, you know, in especially in novels, you want to, I like it when you walk away from a book and you're still thinking, oh, so then I wonder if this happened after, mm-hmm. like there's an afterlife in your mind. I yes. guess that's yes. what you were, trying, you were saying. You know what I mean? Rather than, mm-hmm. and then they- They lived happily lived ever, after. ever after. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it doesn't have to be disaster, but it's just that there's a life after the story ends, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, and I want people to like keep thinking about it. Yes. Right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, but that was really interesting, Hanania. And I have to say, very. both both of them are very like have piqued my interest. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I just realized another bonus of our group is that we're each going to have three extra books to read and they're going to be free. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll make sure to buy it anyway once it's out. You oh, got to yeah. support your friends. You got to support your friends. But I want signed um, signed copies. Signed copy. Wait, Hananya froze. Did I? I? Not you. Sorry, not Hananya. Shamim froze. Oh, Shamim froze. Oh, there you're back. You're back. Do, could funny. you hear us? Yeah. Or... I thought you two froze. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> but we want signed copies yes yeah 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 and some very extravagant like <clears throat> you know mentions <laughs> exactly. acknowledgements yeah <laughs> for sure okay yeah. i'm in the acknowledgement of this one right here oh are you mm -hmm. cool i'm in the acknowledgement of one book um but it was for, for a documentary and then they wrote a book on the and they acknowledged us yeah nice i'm not in any acknowledgements but i know now that i'm gonna be but you will be now you will be <laughs> yes you know that too you will be exactly. <laughs> um i could do with some coffee what about you guys yes yes yeah that sounds very coffee. very good right now coffee, please coffee time <laughs> <laughs> well thanks for hanging out with us be sure to follow Hananya at Hananya Leclerc on Instagram and YouTube. Follow Shamim on Instagram at rnpinkhamauthor. And Leslie on Instagram at ld.feral.writer. Or catch all of us on YouTube at 3 Writing Amigas. Until our next hangout, keep on writing.